0: the best of Madagascar. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. And in this episode, I'm gonna chat you through the best of Madagascar. This is one of the tours that we host to Madagascar, which is the fourth largest island in the world, has an incredibly unique destination where you can view and photograph species not found anywhere else on the planet. Now I mean that, anywhere on the planet. To me, just gonna segue off here for a while. I have been to Madagascar, and the one species there that is super unique is the eye eye. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, go and Google eye eye a y e dash a y e. It's a creature which is it was basically used. Uh, Yoda from Star Wars was modelled on it. It's also King Louis' little. Um, what I was the supporter, his his right hand man in Madagascar, the animated series. So. There's only about a hundred of those in the world and they're endemic to Madagascar, you can only find it there, nowhere else. The closest I've come with something like that was in British Columbia where the spirit bears or the Komodo bears, uh, there's about three to 400 in the world. So being able to see these things is pretty unique. Now, uh, I've hosted that trip a few times, Johan has done this. Luke is taking one of the next trips up to Madagascar. This is for 2023, I think from the 9th to the 20th of October. So just to give you some background, if you, if you want to listen through this with me, if you're driving in the car or you're in the gym, whatever the case is. Madagascar is a dream destination for outdoor enthusiasts and nature photographers, with half the fun being getting to all the diverse attractions. Lemurs, baobabs, rainforests, and de- deserts, few places on Earth offer such an intense and uniquely diverse kaleidoscope of nature. On this natural history tour, we'll go in search of the island's signature animals ranging from lemurs and chameleons to fossa and their amazing array of birds. We'll also focus on landscapes, which includes everything from baobabs to orchids and so much more. Madagascar is definitely one of a kind destination. And on this wildlife departure, our goal is to explore the world's fourth largest island by immersing ourselves in the various destinations we will be visiting. Now I can tell you this, uh, half the fun being getting to the diverse attractions, One thing you need on a trip like this is, well, it's like an expedition, something like Svalbard or Iceland, is expedition mindset. That means patience and flexibility. The roads are probably some of the worst I've seen anywhere (laughs) in the world, but it's worth it. The guys take their time, the landscapes are unique. So if you can just lean into that, uh, it's, it's a great, great, great destination. Now, before I just take you through the itinerary here, step by step, for me, as a photographic educator, it has, it has been interesting that certain places are easier to teach at, to teach photography than others. Sometimes on a, on a wildlife safari, like when there's leopards and lions and stuff, it can be quite hard because things happen quickly. Someone who's new might be able to look at one side of the vehicle, there's a leopard walking, you're shooting that, you're photographing that, the thing moves across, now the background changes, the light changes. If you're not very happy to very quickly change settings, It's challenging, it's very hard to teach in that quick situation. For me, Iceland and Madagascar, phenomenal places to teach because things are quiet and calm. (laughs) Iceland, the waterfalls are not going anywhere. In Madagascar, the lemurs generally are very chill because they don't have any natural predators. The fossa could be argued to be one of them, but the chances of seeing that's pretty rare. So these things are super chill and you can spend your time working angles. You can literally walk around the subject and change your background, change your depth of field, include more, exclude more. So teaching-wise and photographic-wise, it's an amazing, amazing place. So just gonna talk you through the itinerary quickly to give you an idea of what you can expect. On day one, you arrive in, in Tananarivo. It's also known as Tana, which is way easier. Um, we arrive on the first day, you overnight at the Palisandre Hotel and Spa. So someone we always stay at, very nice, very close to the airport and a great way to kick off and to start the, the um, tour from there. Now, after an early breakfast, this is day two, we will head east towards Andasa Bay, a stunning rainforest park, about four hours drive from the city. The park consists of two protected areas, the Pirinei Special Reserve and the Mantadia National Park. Pirinei is world famous for its population of Indri lemurs, which is the largest living lemur species. The journey to Andasa Bay offers first time visitors to Madagascar, a gentle introduction to rural life, with rice fields, red brick houses, and roadside stores selling seasonal fruit and vegetables lining the route. After checking in at Matadia Lodge and enjoying a delicious lunch, we will venture onwards to Lima Island, which is Vacona Lodge's private reserve that protects a number of habituated lemurs. There are four species to see the bamboo lemur, the black and white ruffed lemur, brown lemur, and one of the family of the Diamed Sifakas. Now, when I heard habituated, I was also like, oh. Are these tame animals so what they've done is lemurs can't swim right so they draw there's a little moat around and you go on a boat and you go around the moat and all the lemurs on the island they're super chill the sifakas are the one that dance they they look like they dance. they just run weird so those you often see uh, the bamboo lemurs, is a little brown one it's a very easy start because what i often say on a safari is you have to stretch your photographic muscle if you haven't done it for a while. So this is a very easy, guaranteed way to get your camera out, pointed at some subjects, get some guidance from your your guide who's hosting, I think it's Luke on this trip, and just get into the swing of things. Nice, nice start. Now on day three, after breakfast, you head to Mantadia National Park, which is about an hour and a half drive from the lodge. At Mantadia, you will look for some of the lemur species in the stunning park including Indri Indri, the Diomed Sifaka, and the gray bamboo lemur. Red-bellied lemurs and white-ruffed lemurs can also be found. While the trails are slightly more difficult, and this is literally you walking through a rainforest, so comfortable, shoes, highly recommended, the rewards are great, as the forest is taller, wilder, and less crowded than Pyrenees. We went through there when I was there, we didn't see a single other person. There's an abundance of bird, including the scaly ground rollers, pitta-like ground roller, and the red-breasted Cow. To do justice to Mantadia, you need to spend the whole day in the park. This is a naturalist gold mine with many seldom-seen species of mammals, reptiles, and birds. For lunch, you'll enjoy a picnic by the Nosa waterfall, hike back to the vehicle, and return to the lodge. A night forest walk will be organized in the late evening in the neighboring reserve with a local guide. You can see a variety of nocturnal lemurs, as well as a number of chameleons, which make for amazing and very unique photography. Now, these night uh, walks... We do the same thing in Borneo, in the Great Bear Rainforest. You go walking in the evening, and it's amazing what you find. So, the guys have a torch, and you walk along insects, bugs, chameleons. Sometimes, if you're lucky, you'll see some of the nocturnal lemurs, but the photography is great. I remember one instance where we found a very tiny uh, chameleon, fully grown about the size of my pinky from nose to tail, right? If you were to unroll the tail. And what we did is I put all my guests on one side. I asked the guy to go to the other side with full backlighting. And it's not a dramatic light, but it's, it's soft. You can work it. And he slowly, I asked him to take it up and over the chameleon and end behind us. So in that one scene, the amount of different detail uh, shots that we got, different light, phenomenal. Really, really cool. So on to day four and five. This is at Palmerium Reserve. So after breakfast, you depart and disobey and drive for three hours to Manambautu. Here you link up with a boat transfer that takes you across to Palmerium. The Palmerium Hotel is situated in the edge of the reserve on Lake Ampatibi, Palmerium Reserve. It has nine species of lemurs that can be seen near or nearby, of which three are not turtle, including the rare and elusive eye. Now, that's where I saw mine as well. The Palmerium Lodge has a very beach-like, uh, beach-resort-like feel, but still very tropical. And all of these animals, again, they have no natural predators, so they hang around the, the lodge like for lack of a better comparison like vivid monkeys in Africa right so these things are always there uh, and again easy 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 photography which from portfolio and a learning point of view I think is great on day 6 in the morning you'll visit the private palmerian park the reserve is also known as akanina nofi which translates from malagasy as the nest of dreams it's spread across 50 hectares of peninsular land in the Lake Ampitabe area on the east coast of Madagascar, nestled on the banks of the Pangolins Channel and the Indian Ocean. Separated from the latter by thin coastal sand dunes, the landscape otherwise compromises of littoral forest with relatively flat terrain and some well-kept trails for exploration. You'll be able to discover the endemic flora and fauna of Madagascar, such as rare palm trees and plants like orchids and mahoganies, as well as reptiles and 10 different species of lemurs. In the evening, you'll head back over to the small island in search of the I.I., which are protected on the island. An afternoon transfer will then take you back to Tana. Now, that evening transfer, the, where you go for the I.I.'s, what they've done, they know of an area where there's a few, so they dug a trench across to keep these things safe. What happened in the past is the I.I.'s would escape, and this thing looks like the devil. Go and Google it. I promise you, Google I.I., and they look evil. So a lot of the local uh, people started... Uh, killing them, for lack of a better term, because they thought they were superstitious and all these things. So, eyes over there, if you're lucky, phenomenal to see. Now, on day seven, you fly to Morandava. Today, you transfer to the airport for your private charter flight to Morandava. Upon arrival, you'll meet your local guide and transfer to the hotel. Morandava is situated in the west of the country on the delta of the river of the same name, at the ed- edge of the Mozambique Channel. Morandava was the center of the Sakalva Kingdom and is known for its elaborately sculpted wooden royal tombs. These tombs are frequently decorated with well-executed, often erotic, fernary carvings representing life and fertility. The afternoon you'll have at your leisure, so Luke will help you with Lightroom and Photoshop, you can do some backups, and then you have a tour around Morandava if you're keen. In the evening, you drive about 20 kilometers to the Avenue of the Baobabs for a beautiful sunset and fantastic photographic opportunities. This is the most iconic view of Madagascar. So while you're Googling II, go and Google Avenue of the Baobabs, Madagascar. That's where you go and shoot your sunset. It is phenomenal. Right, on to day eight. After an early breakfast drive again through the Avenue of the Baobabs, to enjoy the gorgeous sunrise, you continue for 50 kilometers northeast to the Karindy Reserve. This is a privately managed forest that is known as the best place in Madagascar to see the elusive fossa. It's another thing you can Google, fossa, F-O-S-S-A. It's also home to the very cute Madagascar Giant Jumping Rat, endemic to this forest and eight other lemur species, including the Madame Births Mouse Lemur, which is the smallest one, it's endemic there. Birdwatchers can enjoy 70 plus species of birds, including the rare white-breasted Messite. The landscape is dry, the city is forest, interspersed with towering baobab trees. Three out of the island, seven baobab species are found here. After a leisurely picnic lunch, you will drive to Morondava through the alley, <laughs> avenue of the baobabs, Ali de baobabs, if I'm speaking French, I think, and enjoy the gorgeous sunset and have some photo opportunities, and you overnight at the Palisandre Cote Quest. Now, one of the things if you do this, or for those of you that are not going, you, if you ever get to a baobab, take your widest lens, right? Walk up close, literally put your, your camera against the tree pointing up with your widest lens and shoot. Phenomenal, phenomenal views, that's just a little thing. On day nine, you spend your time at the baobabs again and the afternoon is focused either at your leisure or then to dig deeper into the processing of all of these things. Now, day ten is a full day at leisure. Guests can utilize their time working on the images with Luke, or you can relax and explore on your own. It's nice to have this. I find on expeditions, especially where you spend a lot of time walking and doing, just to have a little bit of time like that generally is a pretty nice thing. So, on day eleven, after breakfast, you transfer back to the airport in time for your private charter flight back to Tana. Upon arrival, your driver guide will meet you and accompany you to Relay de Plateau, our hotel near the airport. At this hotel, you'll enjoy your last dinner together. You can share ideas, you can ask Luke questions, you can ask the people where you guys are traveling to together again, and then from there, you fly back the next day home after your Madagascar trip. So, Madagascar, fourth largest island in the world, and to me, it was very refreshing getting the first time. Few things to take note of. Yes, you are gonna be walking quite a bit, uh, yes, you are going to be up close to things, so wide angles would necessary. I would think your go-to is probably a 70 to 200, and two more. Remember, the roads can be rough, but it's worth it. And also, to me, and I've, I think I've read this a few times, some of the most intense poverty I've ever seen was in Madagascar, driving out and around. Um, it's humbling in a way how they open up to tourism, and how we make a big part of their livelihood. I mean, around, um, uh, what's the hotel called? Mantadia, I think. And Disabay, at the hotel there. I mean, you speak to some of the people working there, and this is their livelihood. They're taking care of their families and stuff just through tourism. And it's a challenging thing for the country because they need more tourism, they want more tourism, but in order to expand their tourism infrastructure, they need to get it first. It's a a, a bit of an interesting dichotomy there. But if you're looking for something else, you're looking to bolster your portfolio with some close-ups, some incredible landscapes, check this one out. Now, if you have any questions, please let me know. I've been there a few times, happy to answer your questions, or I can put you in touch with Luke, who's hosting the trip, and he can also help you on from there. But um, I hope this helped. I hope it gave you some food for thought. Go and Google those things. I, I, what was the other one? Fossa and Avenue of the Baobabs. Go and Google them. There's some pretty cool stuff in there. Anyway, guys, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. I will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.